Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to the Chakra Way Meditation Podcast. Today I'm joined by Jill Gilbreth, who is a medium and a shamanic practitioner. And we had, well, I found this conversation really interesting because I've never actually had a conversation with a medium before, but it is essentially connection with spirit, with spirits that have been on this earth before and you finding the messages that come from them. So I had a million questions about how it worked, how it felt, what it meant energetically, all of these things we go into. And I thought Jen was beautiful, really lovely soul, and we connected, it was great. So I hope you enjoyed this. There was, you know, it's quite a lot of out there, kind of conversation in that, you know, we talk a little bit about religion and spirituality and, um, yeah, you know, if you, if you don't understand or believe in mediums, then this is going to be a really interesting conversation for you. But if you do, then again, this is going to be a really interesting conversation for you. So enjoy. And I will, um, look forward to hearing what you think. Obviously, of course, all of, um, Jen's, uh, um, contact details will be in the show notes to so her website and a link to her podcast. Okay, here we go. Enjoy. Okay, hello, welcome everybody to the Chakra Way Meditation Podcast. So today, I'm really excited for this conversation because I have literally no idea where it's going to go. But I'm talking to Jen Gilbreth, who is a medium and a shamanic practitioner. So welcome, Jen. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you. I'm so honored. I'm excited to see where this conversation takes us. 
Yeah, because, um, you know, we're obviously both working with energy. My thing is chakras and meditation and yoga primarily. But you came to sort of this energetic practice in a completely different way. Um, so just talk us through, you know, because you're young, like you're a baby. <laughs> I don't know how old you are, but you look about 25. I don't know how old you are. But um, <laughs> how did you how did this come to you? How did you start your journey as a as a medium, as a shamanic practitioner? Yes. So ever since I was little, I really felt people around me a lot. It was very intense and overwhelming. I would get headaches quite a bit. And it's kind of interesting looking back because even during elementary school, I knew the the doctor or the lady, the nurse who was there. And she knew me by name and I'd come in there maybe two, three times a week with a big headache and she would put a washcloth on my head, let me relax and meditate before I went back to school. And that happened, you know, for years on end. And I just felt very anxious. I got overwhelmed easily. And so I think that's kind of where it got started is I would feel that and not necessarily know how to handle that. And so my parents, we went to like all of the doctors to get help. I did all different kinds of scans on my brain to see what was going on and they couldn't find anything that was happening. So my my, my mom kind of took a different holistic approach. You mm -hmm. know, we started to do acupuncture and then she would do meditations with me where I'd listen to like this breath work, uh, color meditation to help me heal my body and my mind. And so at a really young age, we kind of had to go into a different route of dealing with what I was experiencing. So I'm so grateful lucky, that my parents were open. Mom like that, you know, yeah. that's not every person <laughs> would go down that route. So you're really blessed to have had a mom who was open to all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I felt I look back and I'm just so grateful because yeah, not a lot of people have that. And that was such a staple for where I'm at now. And I, you know, from that point, it was like, okay, I'm just gonna keep doing this energetic stuff. And she would do a lot of releasing and emotions and really helped me tap into all of that as well. So then when I got into high school, I started really feeling connected to the other side, connected to those who had passed and and wanting to deliver messages, but being very scared or worried about what I was experiencing or how that would be perceived. And once again, it was my mom who she sat down with me because I was like feeling different things going on in the house and hearing things. And I was like, mom, I am terrified. I do not know what to do, but this is getting stronger and stronger. And I don't know if I'm like being, you know, I grew up in a very religious household at the time. And I was like, I don't know if I'm being like deceived or what was going on. Mm. And so she sat with me, spoke with me. She kind of helped me see that this could be a positive thing. And so it was from there that I kind of just opened up into that space of also seeing my family's generationally from Norway. Right. And we have a lot of that Norwegian heritage within us, but we have accounts and records of my grandpa and his sister and his mom also being connected to the other side. So diving into that space, it's like it, it's passed down generationally as well. Mm. And so really leaning into that has brought a lot of courage and comfort in myself in that space. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I mean, I, and I guess when you... I can't even begin to imagine what it's like to just hear things that nobody else hears and see or feel things that nobody else is seeing or feeling. 
it must feel very alienating. It must feel really scary, especially as a child. But this is a story that you hear quite frequently of people who can connect with um, spirit and spirits, whatever. I don't know what the people who have passed. Um, this is a common thing. Mm -hmm. I'm presuming, have you ever, have you met with other people who are mediums and discussed what it's like being a medium? Yeah, I think it's different for everyone too, because we have our own, you know, we have the five senses here mm. and maybe one of us can feel things a lot, or we are very emotional where maybe someone's very logical and, and they see things and they're really good at numbers, you know, like we come here and we're experiencing these five senses in our body. But we also experience those senses in spirit mm -hmm. before we feel it in our body. And so there are some who have stronger gifts in different ways of filling things in our spirit. And so when I've met with other mediums, it's been interesting because we all have our own way of connection and of how we feel it within ourselves or how we experience it. So some will hear a lot while for me, I feel things a lot, which is why when I was little, I felt so much energy. I felt overwhelmed all of the time, mm. but that's like my main source is like feeling. So I might feel maybe how someone passed or different things in the body. So it's kind of interesting in that way. But a lot of people do have anxiety when they're little who have that gift. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's scary. You know, it's not it, when you're not the norm, I think anything when you're not the sort of standard as a kid can be kind of like scary yeah. yeah so this is really um I kind of really want to feel into this because you feel these messages you feel so when you're talking to and I don't know if the right terminology so you, if you if we were having a session and you were talking to my grandmother say is the talking the right kind of term to use yeah or you feel so you're having sensation within your body that's informing you of the message or the the whatever it is that wants to come through is that about right yeah yeah so we have i don't know have you ever heard of the clairs before like clairaudient clairvoyant clairsentient yeah. yes yeah so it kind of had when it first got started it was feeling and now that i've honed in on that a lot more it kind of shows up in a lot of different ways and so now a lot, I'll feel things in my body, you know, that can be something or a personality will show up where they're kind of just like, I have it where it's like on mom's side or dad's side, like I can see it kind of as like a tree chart in my mind or I draw things out. And then um, it's interesting talking about the process out loud, but then I tend to see things a lot too. So I see things or it's just kind of like, it's almost, it feels like imagination is when you visualize yeah. uh -huh. visualization yeah. is an inner seeing yeah yeah as you you probably know especially with all the shocker work that you do and even in your meditations as you're guiding you probably see things a lot <laughs> it's well, that same concept yeah yeah exactly I mean what I'm trying to do is kind of inch closer to understanding how it feels for you and then I'm wondering whether it's something because obviously when when we go into our energetic body and we really start listening for the messages that our own body is sending us about our own spirit, essentially, you know, when we look, work with the chakras, we are honing in. It's kind of we're using the chakras like a map, like a guidance 
map mm. to show us and give us clues as to what's going on within our energetic body. And so, you know, obviously the third eye is for you must be like, shiny, open, beautiful. But that's where, you know, clairvoyance is going to live there. It's clear seeing, isn't it? And that's what we want to have in our third eye, which is our intuition, our kind of knowing. It's almost like our gut instinct, the gut and the third eye very, very closely, that enteric nervous system, really well connected. Um, God, I'm sorry. I'm just really distracted because my dog is snoring really loudly. I wonder, can you hear it? <laughs> I can't hear anything. <laughs> Bobby. Oh, God, sorry. That's so cute. No, it's so cute. <laughs> I have my two dogs laying right by me too. <laughs> well, they're not snoring like an old man, which is what mine is doing. Anyway, if you can't hear it, then I shall, <laughs> I shall assume that nobody else can either and get on with it. So yes, back to our third eye. So our third eye is this beautiful place of of seeing without the eyes it obviously represents our seeing actual eyes but it's that inner seeing that inner knowing and I'm figuring that that's probably the closest that that I for example you know will will get to have the sort of gift that you have is does that is that about right does that sound yeah I I get what you're saying in that space and I think one thing that I like to think about and look at and maybe this will help you also be able to experience that on your side because I guarantee you that you also have the ability to deliver any kind of message, different kinds of messages, right? So if you think about like your chakras and then your aura mm -hmm. or your energy bubble, um, if you think about that, so you can read into that where if you're working with someone, you can kind of like hone into that space and see maybe where there's divots or darkness or how you can kind of add light into that space. So if you imagine that, and then it's almost like you take like four steps back and then you notice, so you see their energy bubble and then you take steps back and you notice what's around, like in this plane around their body, around their bubble. That's a lot where the ancestral realm is connected from what I experience and those who have passed. And then if you take back like three more steps back further it's almost like you can see this opening energetically above, which typically to me is like archangels, spirit guides, ascended masters, you know, universal galactic family, all that kind of stuff as well. So it kind of goes back. It feels like it lever it like levels back in layers yes. to see where it's different. So if you're like, okay, I want to try to hone into the ancestral realm. It's like, well, let me take a step back further from their bubble and let me look at what's going on around here. And because you're probably very visual anyways, you might be able to start seeing different things pop up in that. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. I can under I can see that. I not literally, I can understand that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this is this is, you know, where I want to sort of head towards is like the ancestral energy that we all hold and I've had a, lots of interesting conversations around this and you know in a very obvious way we can you know blame our ancestors ancestral trauma some people say that you know if your great-grandfather your grandfather was in the war that trauma that PTSD which you know, would be undiagnosed for sure would have actually managed to you know alter some chromosomes there was a there was a, a switch in the DNA that actually moved. 
And so that's inherited. That's how the physical inheritance of trauma happens. Some people go, that's nonsense. You know, it's it depends who you read, what you believe in, what resonates with you, I guess. Right. In your realm where you're literally, you know, having the messages from ancestors, what is the what is that energetic, that inherited energetic thing that comes from our ancestors as far as you perceive it? Yeah, that's a great question. So there's, you know, three different things that are really popping up. And one of the main ones that I have seen come forward a lot recently is that even though maybe our ancestors had trauma or they had their own lifetime of whatever they experienced, is it feels like there's been this shedding or this wanting to release any of that energetic debris that could be holding us back from embracing life. And so I see them really wanting to help guide us to release and to let go so that we can be empowered to live in this life for ourselves, because it can be so easy to be like, oh, this is just a pattern that everyone experiences in my family. And I can't do anything about that. Like, no, this is the time to change that. And I feel like really since 2020, there's been this huge shift (laughs) of this awareness that a lot of people are being recalled and remembered. And I think a lot of that too, is because when people couldn't go out and do stuff, they were out in nature and Mother Earth brings such a healing and our ancestors were in nature and they were buried into nature or they were released, you know, with ashes or whatever that is back into the roots. So as we're outside, we're literally connecting back into our ancestors, you know, because it's all one, we're all one. And so I think that was a huge opening for people in that way, which is so beautiful. And I just see them wanting to help empower us and moving forward in a positive way so that we can don't have to hold on or have the trauma from them be carried Mm -hmm. on with us now. So we get to choose how we want to live life and they just want to support us. Yeah. Ultimately they don't want us to feel stuck or afraid or alone or like held down from their, their chains, you could say, which a lot of times we talk about ancestral healing or connection. We talk about the heavy things, but there's so much positive that they also experience. There's so many beautiful gifts that they gave us or that we can access. It's just being aware of that instead of just always getting stuck in the deep, heavy ancestral realm is like, well, if we can reclaim those beautiful gifts of spirit or those beautiful ways of life, it can help empower us even more than always diving into the darkness. There's a balance between both. (laughs) Does that make sense? It does. Um, Because I think one is much more um it's people find it much easier and uh sort of accessible to go oh you know my dad my grandfather had a really foul temper and so my dad did too and that's why I've got a really bad temper like they don't go you know my grandfather was super generous and my dad is you know and that's what like it's very much easier to hang your your crap if you like onto that hook of the of of the ancestors rather than the positive side and the other thing that came up for me when you were talking is someone somewhat like getting a bit older so you know as a 52 year old I can look back at my 22 year old self and go I was a very different person then and I wish that I could go back with what I know now and tell her what, you know. So it's it's very, it's the same sort of thing, you know, all ancestors want to do is to do that same thing that we would do for ourselves. But they are mm-hmm. in a position 
to do that but how how do we unless we come and have a session with you we're not all going to be able to do that right right interesting I would love to um (laughs) what can we do to to find that spiritual connection with our ancestors to find out what it is that we should be learning from them yeah that's a beautiful question and the first thing that pops into my mind right away is I feel once again, being in nature and I feel like even connecting into a tree, whether it be sitting by a tree, like having a journal, having a pen and a paper and leaving your cell phone, your iPad, your music, just like leaving everything away from you. So you can just be in that moment. And I really find that sitting by a tree, having your pen and paper and just taking a few deep breaths in and then just start drawing or just start writing or just offer up a prayer or calling upon your ancestors to be there and just being in nature, being by the roots of the tree, because the trees, like there's just this energetic web that is underneath the earth that we don't even see and understand, but it's all connected. And so if you think about that, I like to think about that being, you know, even if I have ancestors in Norway, if I connect into this tree energetically, it's also connecting into the trees in Norway where my ancestors could be. And it almost feels like a portal, like a transport of energy to get you to that space. And so honestly, it's like saying a prayer, calling upon them, and then just start to draw or to write or to just be with whatever comes in. But when you set that intention and you're calling upon them, you might notice hummingbirds or different kinds of animals will come by. And so just noticing the interaction around you while you're just sitting in stillness in a playful manner, I feel like is very helpful in that way. I love that. That literally wants me to make, make it makes me want to just run outside and sit under my oak tree outside. And... <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. I can totally relate to that. And when you're doing that, you are, you know connecting with your root energy with your root chakra which is all about your family you know you hold all the energy of your family in your roots and your Mm -hmm. root chakra and your base your muladhara chakra so yeah that that feels like a a really beautiful practice to do and I sometimes in my meditations and my visualizations will take myself you know because anybody can go there, even if you're on the 18th floor of a building in the middle of a city, you can take your mind's eye to a woodland, you can hear that babbling brook, you can feel the soft moss underneath your Mm -hmm. feet. And so we can go there even if we don't have a tree available. Right. Absolutely. That's a good point too, because we are spirit and physical. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if someone has a harder time feeling like, oh, I can't sit still. And to do that, I can't just like be in this space of like Zen. You can also go into the physical realm and do that. But also if you can't have that, you can still access it in different ways because we are physical and we are spiritual. We're going to experience both of those expressions regardless of how it is. And so I love that remembrance because that's so true. Mm. 100%. Yeah, yeah. So listen, one of the things that um when I was looking at your website and so on, reading about you, um, and it's a beautiful site, by the way, you keep you. you mention the medicine within. So what what do you mean by the medicine within? Because I know how I would interpret it, but I want to hear your Yeah. <clears throat> so I as I stepped into being a medium and I definitely was going through a lot of wounding 
you know, when you step into something and people around you aren't aware of it, they, they maybe not be okay with it, or they're not sure how to interpret it, especially growing up in a really strict religious community. It was tough. It was tough to navigate, but it felt like this is what I'm alive. Like this makes me feel alive inside. This is what I know I'm to do. Mm -hmm. And yet around me, it feels like so damaging. Like there were so many wounds. And that's when I really started joining in. Um, I opened myself up. I just said a prayer like, okay, I need something to help me heal because the religion that I was a part of wasn't working. I was feeling so wounded from it. And then I had the shamanic practitioner, her name is Candice. She reached out and said, hey, I'm taking students to learn more about the medicine way and the beauty way. So I was like, I don't know what I'm getting into, but this feels right. I said a prayer two days ago. You just reached out to me. Like, let's go. Let's do this. And in that space, it really was all about connecting within and finding out the medicine within. Mm -hmm. And so we would do journey work, which journey work is kind of like you leaving your body and going to this separate plane of existence where you could have communication with your ancestors or you could dive deep into your own childhood wounds or you connect to like your higher self or the galactic and there's all these different journeys and ceremonies that are so beautiful that you participate in in spirit and then it like literally helps change your how you feel in the physical realm and for me it was so beautiful to participate in that, but it just helped it, it helped me activate this deep desire to like connect to my ancestors, connect into that medicine that is like deep within, because we all have our unique flavor of mm-hmm. life, of what helps us feel appreciated and alive and what helps us heal. But taking it a step further, what's really what helps us feel alive and vibrant and like bring this sweetness and vitality to life. And so that's kind of what I'm feeling really drawn into right now is as the ancestors are here to help us really embrace our human journey, embracing the medicine within that medicine that helps us feel so connected to life is really what I'm about right now. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Because we do all have this inner I don't know, we spend so much time with the with this busy ego brain that tells us all sorts of things and they're being bombarded by external messages that we forget that we actually have everything we need within us to do whatever it is we want to do. It's all there. It's just a matter of, you know, doing a bit of housework, cleaning away the debris, you know, yeah. and, and finding those gems because those gems are of us and the that we need are, are, are in there somewhere. We just, and everybody, this is why I love doing this podcast and talking to so many people because there are so many different ways of going about finding that inner healing mm-hmm. that we are able to access. And, you know, yeah, of course we all need support in doing this in one way or another, whether it's a teacher or a medium or a, you know, any kind of, m- type of energy practitioner there's always you know it's being having company on your journey is always preferable (laughs) it makes it more enjoyable (laughs) enjoyable it allows you to voice your fears and go I can't do this and someone go no come on you can you know you just like but that's as animals as humans as people that's what we need we love that support we need that support from others 
And I, and I love the what I'm getting to is the fact that the ancestors are also there again. Come on, you can do it. You can be your best. You can be your best self. You can find that through spirituality. So you talk about your your the way you work connecting with angels with god or higher power so i'm one of the things that i'm really sort of interested in as i get deeper into my own spiritual practice and my own spiritual journey is the parallels that it has with religion now i've never been religious never you know i was forced to go to church as a child and that yawn boring <laughs> um but as i get older this this parallel line between you know the, they they run very parallel spirituality religion i'm sure if i talked to somebody who was like religious they would say yes of course i'm spiritual i'm you know but it's very there's a very different and interesting line between being spiritual and being religious and you obviously have been brought up in a religious household and now are very spiritual so i wonder what your kind of feelings and thoughts about that are because i find this a fascinating subject yeah i find it fascinating as well and it makes me kind of like you know it's like patterning of the past i'm like oh how do i say this without offending anybody and of course that's not the point of it all but it just feels like you know as i was delivering messages i would have someone who maybe lived a different lifestyle than I grew up thinking was like acceptable or okay. And they were in the exact same place of healing on the other side as someone who was a devout member of that congregation. And so it really opened my mind to see that like, okay, there's, you know, spirits of humanity who are experiencing all different ways of life. And I would meet with someone who was who when they were here, maybe they were atheists and then someone who was Buddhist and then someone who didn't really have anything. They just wanted to be a good person. And then I had people who were like very devout in their faith. And it just seemed like they were all going through their own beautiful acceptance of their life's journey. So I always say and see that people, when they cross over, they go through kind of like this rainbow bridge is what I like to describe it as. And it's like they're able to see their whole life sketch. So they're able to see, you know, how others impacted them, how they impacted other people, things that they were really excited about, things that they could create in life, and then also events, you know, leading up to their passing. But it felt like everyone was in the same space of that life sketch of walking across this rainbow bridge and being able to fully have completion about their journey or find more self-love and self-healing of really integrating the lessons of why they came here. Because of course, we're a spirit before we drop into these meat suits and then we experience everything here. And then we go back up to that spirit and it's like, well, what the hell was all that for? Well, it's to learn these lessons. And so we have to sit with that and integrate that and to really see what we've learned. And then it's like, it gives us permission to move forward is like what they're saying about their transition. And so as I was really connecting into that, it just felt so different in a lot of ways than the black and white that I thought it had to be. So that kind of expanded my perspective of like, oh, everyone's just trying their very best and they're connecting into a higher source. And I believe that all of our sources, you know, whether it be God or Buddha or Christian or like, whatever people experience, like, I feel like it's all the same 
expression of love, the same manifestation of that divine creator. We just put structure on it differently because we're here. We have to put labels on everything. It's just the natural way of man, but we can also over identify with those labels as well, which causes separation. And I think that ultimately like the great creator is all the same thing. We just express it differently and it has caused so much division when it's like, no, this is a time to bridge it because there's so much beauty in all things. And someone who may really need that structure, religion is perfect for them. It mm-hmm. gives them what they need to do, how they need to act, what yeah. they need to think about, how they can have their own connection. It's like, okay, if I read these scriptures and if I pray, this is how I feel connected. Mm-hmm. Or maybe someone is more wounded or that doesn't work for them. So maybe it's meditation or going on a walk or yoga but they're still both effective because we're connecting into that same space. So it's kind of like broadening that perspective in that way. Yeah. I get very passionate about that because I feel like it's so necessary that everyone understands that. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm, I'm 100% with you. I absolutely see that, you know, this, the higher power creator universal energy is all the same thing, whatever you want to call it you know name wise doesn't matter because it is what it is and it is connecting us all it is love it is energy it is vibration it is everything so you know how you call it it doesn't really matter but it's um for the people who who are very um i don't know uh, what's the right way to put this but for for people who are super religious about their particular religion that is for me a shame because they've got this connection which is so beautiful yet they're cutting their you know they're cutting their nose off despite their face in a way when they oppose other religions and say no you're wrong I'm right like yeah says who <laughs> anyway yeah let's not go let's not go too far down that road because <laughs> otherwise I'll get myself into trouble um <laughs> but the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about is um your uh shamanic practice shamanic practice that you've did and you you alluded to that earlier that this was kind mm-hmm. of what allowed you to get into this and I recently did a monarchy rights um course and so you know I I just very gently tickled the very surface of it but I adored it and I what I really enjoyed actually was the ritual side of it you know the you know the the beautiful prayer to the serpent in the south and great eagle and condor and the hummingbird and ancestors and all of that I just that felt really connecting yeah you know father sky mother earth I love that. So tell me, how did that sort of, how does that inform your, your work and your practice? Yeah, that's, that's a really great question as well. I'm trying to articulate the wording. I think that as we call upon the directions, you know, there are the seven North, South, East, West, Father Sky, Mother Earth, and then connecting it into our heart center. And so it is, you know, we are the manifestation of this divine light, this divine love. And so I think that opening up to that space has given me freedom to use Mother Earth, all the elements in my spiritual practice, because our body is a representation of Mother Earth. You know, we have breath, we have our blood, which is the water, we have 
you know, our heartbeat. We have all of those things. So we have all four of those elements in us every single day, just naturally. And so really that shamanic practice of calling upon the directions and really seeking higher counsel where, you know, even today I was battling with my own inner thoughts about certain things. And so I sat down and I, you know, got on my eagle's wings to see a higher perspective of why I was feeling this and what the point of it was. And so being able to call upon the different directions or the guardians of those directions to help you see your soul's real experience in the situation has really brought a lot of empowerment (laughs) and a lot of healing in that way. And I love shamanic practice too, because I used to go to like a lot of Reiki practitioners and go to different people who We're doing energy healing, which I think is very beautiful and very necessary. But I also found that it was easy to kind of rely on someone else to help give me those messages. And when I've really sat with the the rituals and the practices and the journey work of the shamanic practices, it helped me because my shaman, she would lead me to a certain point in my meditation. And then she would just let me have my own thing where it was like, Spirit's got this. Spirit's going to show her everything that she needs. And I'm just here to hold space. And it wasn't like she ever gave me anything. She led me up to this point and then it was like spirit just took over. And that was soul, soul changing in so many aspects that it's it's even hard to explain Yeah, in the physical realm how impactful that was of like reclaiming my big self in this little self, if that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like fully seeing, realizing, connecting with your power, with your essence, I guess. Yeah. Putting it. Yeah, it's very, it's a very, um, it's just a very beautiful practice to connect. And I find it is very elemental, you know, where you are, you're calling in, you know, um, serpent and mother jaguar and like these animals and the winds and hummingbird your ancestors you know it's just very connecting to um feel the power of those elements like we put ourselves above all of those elements as humans and we're in mm-hmm. charge of the this we're in charge of the <laughs> animals we got to save the you know no they are they have just as much power just as much spirit just mm-hmm. different form to us so connecting that makes you feel more I guess it just connects you more with the oneness that yeah well and the other thing that keeps popping up too is you asked earlier about how you can connect your ancestral realm like your ancestors and this also popped up and it's popping up again so I'm like okay I'm going to share this is even if you think about the fire right? Let's say that you hold a fire, you have a fire pit. It's so easy when you have a fire to everyone gets calmer, they get more quiet minded. And it's easier to have deep, meaningful conversations when you're around a fire. Have you experienced yeah. that? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. yes. So if, if you think about that too, like our ancestors who lived way before, they would more than likely almost every night they would gather around a fire whether it was to eat to keep warm if they were outside they didn't have housing or whatever is they use the fire every single night so if you could imagine 
having a fire every night, having that deep recollection every single night before bed as a community, like how powerful would that be where it just naturally puts you in a trance? And then of course they might have plant medicine or different kinds of things that they would add to that. And so if you think about that, even just sitting with the fire and calling upon your ancestors and just watching the flames, I could just imagine like even when stories are passed down, you know, like of course, Norwegian, like the Norse stories of Odin, of Thor, like yeah. imagining the tribes or the con- communities, like telling their own version of it, where the kids are just like watching it and like imagining it in their mind as the flames dance across the fire. And it's like seeing it, like you can really connect back into like that ancient wisdom by using the elements, something as simple as fire can be so profound, but it puts you in that state of trance naturally to give you a better clarity, to see things, to burn away the stress of the day of the world and help you reclaim that remembrance. And it's so powerful that mother earth just has all of this for us. It's so cleansing and beautiful. That's, that's so beautiful. And you're so right. I mean, even when we're inside our houses and you want to have a nice uh, meal with somebody, what's the first thing you do? You light a candle Mm -hmm. Because instantly the atmosphere changes. It brings you into this soft, natural, open state. You're absolutely right. This is, this is something that we should, we can't all go out and start fires, but we can. (laughs) We can light a candle. (laughs) We can light a candle. And, and even meditating with a candle is a really beautiful thing to do. There is something very, very soothing about that. You know, um, you know, a lot of people, I live where I live, I live quite near the sea. And a lot of people, a lot of my friends um, spend a lot of time going to swim in the sea because being in the water is also another way that we really connect with the energy of the earth and therefore connect with ourselves. Um, I'm not sure about, um, you know, obviously we all breathe air, breathe, you know, pranayama is a big Deal for me at the moment you know I'm, I'm teaching a lot of pranayama at the moment breath yeah. is so is so key um what is the other element earth well obviously you know we walk on the earth it sustains us we can connect with all the elements in a such a beautiful way mm-hmm. when we do it mindfully with awareness right and even asking for a sign or even saying, Hey, I would really love to know, maybe you want to connect to a specific loved one who's passed. And you can say, you know, I would really love to have this connection. Please send me a hummingbird or a dragonfly, or maybe you want to see a whale, you know, of all places. I was like, I'm going to take this on. I'm going to take this challenge and try it myself. Cause in sessions, I always talk about this and we have that ability to co-create with our loved ones who have passed there's no separation because we're spirit they're spirit we naturally will be a spirit for always and forever (laughs) so having that connection is an innate ability so I was like okay I was in this place of southern Utah which is like desert and like beautiful red rock everywhere and I was like you know what my ancestors I want to see a whale So in this next few days, please just send me a well of all things in the middle of nowhere. That's pretty hard to, you know, have that happen. So I was going for a walk. I was like, I need to walk down the street. I was taking my dogs out and all of a sudden I look over and on the house where the numbers are at, 
there was ceramic tiles and there was a whale on the house in the ceramic tile in the middle of Southern Utah. I was like, that's not real. So we can have that opportunity. We can say, Hey, I really would love to know that you're here. Please send this sign to me Yeah, because we're so physical at times we need that physical representation of a spiritual intention or of a spiritual connection. And nothing is wrong with that because we're here to embrace the human, the physical. And so it's helping bridge both of those aspects together. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have I have tried that in the past. Um... I've I've called for for a sign that um, someone I wanted to communicate with was around, and it took a few days, but it did come, it did come, and I I wonder the skeptic in me goes well when you it's like if you were thinking of buying a, a yellow Toyota or something you know oh, I really want that car like all of a sudden you just start seeing them seeing everywhere, them everywhere. <laughs> is that because it's just at the forefront of your mind and you would you know you would walk past that whale without even noticing it, or you just see it and go oh, well or you know I would see a, a specific colored feather and just not even think about it but when you're thinking about it looking for it it comes so I, I find that an interesting one as yeah, that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I'm not saying I don't believe it because I do totally, <laughs> but I'm just trying to be the 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 sort of um, that flip side of it, just to say, well, if you're thinking about something, you're more likely to see it just because your mind is your focus and your attention. You're more aware of it. Yeah, yeah, and I think that goes with anything though in life too. Is your intention is so powerful, right? Yeah. So if you have the intention of like, I want to see a quarter and maybe you're like scavenging the parking lot to find a quarter, like that's not necessarily the most effective way is like, okay, if this is a thing, I'd love to see that. And then just like going throughout your day and just like not almost over speculating on things. I feel like that's when you kind of get more into the flow of the universe in general, because we all know when we want something so bad and we're pushing so hard to make it happen when it just, the door keeps closing and it's not opening. And it's like, but why I want to do this? I want this. Mm. There could be a different perspective or a different reason as to why that's not showing up. And so there is kind of like that fine line, of course, as you said, in that way too, where it's like, okay, I'm going to set this. And then I'm just going to keep going through my life where I'm not trying to force anything because of course, anything can happen if we're forcing it, but mm. it might not be as profound in that space yeah. as well. <laughs> accepting it. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. So listen, there's a question that's come to me just before we go, because we've been chatting for a while now. So I in my um 
I do chakra readings, which are really effective and they're always 100% accurate. And I love that. They're crazy. So this is, I want to introduce you to, this is my Chrysocolla stone that I use, which is very unconditional, um, unconventional as a pendant to use, but it's very friendly stone and it, wow. it's always very keen to do readings and it's always 100% accurate. And sometimes I come and I sit and I just ask it questions about, you know, what's going on in my life or, you know, I ask it about people who have passed, you know, are they here? Are they happy? Are they okay? What, you know, what do they think about this? Um, you know, my my mother-in-law passed away at the beginning of this year and she'd lost quite a big piece of jewellery. So I was like, does she know where this piece of jewellery is? <laughs> And we had a good old conversation. She's we haven't found it, but she just because my brother and daughter <laughs> I don't think have gone to look for it yet. But like, do you have an explanation as to why a pendulum connects and works in such a very accurate way? Given that you are connected so deeply with spirits and with the other side, like I don't know. Maybe it's a pointless question to ask. How no. does it work? But I- I'm- to ask yeah I, I think find faith in it I just know that it works so I don't think right. about it. I just know yeah I think that goes back to the power of our intention and bridging the space between the spiritual and the physical and I feel like of course we know that someone's pronounced like officially that they've passed I never like to use the word like dead or died because no one's dead they just have in a different space. But in this physical realm, when we're pronounced that we've passed, we it's because our heart stops beating. And if you think about that too, even calling upon the seven directions, father, sky, mother, earth, and then you connect into the heart center. And of course, within chakras, you have the upper realm, mm-hmm. the worldly realm or the lower realm. And then your heart is the bridge between both, right? So I feel like when we're using anything, like some people will use tarot cards, some like Oracle, some will just use scripture where they're like, God, help me know what I need to know today and just open up a scripture. And then that's exactly what they need, you know? And then there are some people who do use like pendulums and different things like that, where to them, it's like, that is 100% accurate for them. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of it is our heart center. It's where our heart lies and what we find resonance in that they're going to communicate with us because they want to help support us in the physical. So regardless of what that is, they're going to show up for us if it resonates and feels right with us. Like for me, I've done pendulum stuff and I, for me, it doesn't resonate, but for other people, it works amazing. So when I do it for myself, I don't really find as much connection to it, but I have some of my best friends who swear by it. Mm-hmm. And it gives them everything that they need. But I think it's also because they have that intention. And that's like a way that their heart is receptive to receiving more guidance than maybe someone who doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. Like someone who's skeptic in tarot, they're like, well, I don't ever want to have tarot reading. It's not for me. It's not going to work. And then you have some who really love that because it gives them more structure. And then they receive so much guidance, even for pulling one card for themselves. And it's like, oh, this is my ancestor telling me this. Yeah. So there's really so many ways of divination that if we just open our mind and our heart, we can see which ones resonate with us because they're going to do the things that resonate with us so that we feel that connection. 
it's kind of like if you want to have a conversation with someone who's not open, they're not going to just keep like trying to hit at you to open, like open the door. It's like, well, if you can imagine someone sitting, sitting in the room and there's like walls and windows and doors and maybe your ancestors are like knocking on the door and they're like, I'm not going to open the door. Well, then they're probably going to find like a window or a skylight or another way of trying to communicate with you to like get into your space yeah. in a way that's comfortable and safe for you. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. So in which case everybody needs to just and reach out to to find what that thing is for them that's going to help them connect with with spirit because you know for you obviously just comes really naturally whether you like it or not it's just (laughs) there and um I mean do you just I'm going to ask some really sort of pedestrian questions now because I'm just interested so like you go to the supermarket or you go to the shops or whatever and do you as you walk past people do and as you go back do spirits messages and things come in for you just wherever you are or do you have to say right now I'm ready and then you can let me have your messages. Yeah, I've kind of set boundaries and trained myself more to be not as open all of the time. It's kind of like I have my light switch on or off when they can connect in. And sometimes I'll have messages come to me while I'm out and about. But when I was really open to that at first getting started, I felt as though sometimes people weren't ready for the messages. Mm. And so it wasn't as healing as it could have been. And so for me, just that wasn't fun. Like it felt like a lot of rejection or a lot of tediousness. And it was not a safe place for myself to do that. And so I've kind of set boundaries where, you know, I'll go out with friends sometimes and they're like, oh, well, are you getting anything for me? And I'm like, no, I just want to be present. I want to be here. I want to experience my own life. And of course, if anything ends up popping in, then it does. But I kind of have really tried to set those boundaries so I can still thrive in my life as well as have that time. So if I'm with someone, I'll be like, oh, you know, maybe we could set up a time just to like us be together in this personal space. Because if you're in like a grocery store channeling someone, well, someone else could walk by and all of a sudden it's like all these spirits are coming in from everywhere. It's so overwhelming. And so I like to just like set that personal space to just deliver what it is and like without having other spirits clogging up the channel and it's not even necessarily to like have the you know the the finances of a session it's just for my own clarity to be as clear as I want it to be for my own connection in if that makes sense yeah yeah no it does it makes perfect sense um yeah it's kind of like having yeah makes perfect sense and do you have um spirit guides that are always there for you that you can call on and you yeah um my grandmother on my dad's side um when she was physically here I felt like she was kind of ornery she'd always get mad at me but now that I've been stepping into more and it was when I started really my shamanic practices that she really stepped up and she to this day is so a part of my life I went to this channeling class yesterday where a lot of people are just learning to channel. And I feel like it's fun being in that space with people too. And this lady was delivering a message to me and it was so my grandma, everything she was saying was spot on. And it was funny that it was her, of course, because she's been a part of that, you know, that journey for me. And then like, I work with Freya a lot. She's 
one of the Norse god goddesses, however you want to say that. But I feel like she's a big guide for me, especially when someone's having a tougher time crossing over or maybe they're in a stuck space. I have her and I call upon her and her team to like help people find that peace if they're like got stuck in some way or they want to have me connect to one of their loved ones. I'm like, okay, Freya, can you help them figure out how to bring them to me so that doesn't feel so heavy on myself to like try to navigate all of this. Mm. So I've kind of like set up different spirit guides for their different lanes (laughs) of what they help with. And then of course, my uh, spirit animals, I have a moose that I work with a lot and he is the best, most nurturing, healing animal in the whole world. And so I do have different guides. I have like some main ones and then other ones kind of pop in and out when I check in with them every now and then. <laughs> I love that, that you've got a moose. I want a moose. That's so awesome. <laughs> yes. Have you met your animal totems like that? No, I haven't. I... So what you should do is go to your meadow and then just like allow whatever animals to come up to you. Or if you're like, I really want to know what my spirit totem is or, you know, what messages they can bring for me. And then just kind of sit with it and see which animals come into that meadow with you. You'll be surprised at the beautiful spot on messages that they do bring alongside of it. I have a book called Animal Speak. Okay. And it looks like this. Okay. It's by Ted Andrews. But every time I'm like, okay, what am I missing? What do I need help with? Or even delivering messages. Sometimes like last night there was just a spider that just like dropped down into my space and it was a wolf spider. And I'm like, I don't know what this means, but like in your space, there's just this big spider hanging out right here. And then as I look into it, it's like, oh my gosh, that message is like a whole nother message all in of itself. So I love that book because if something shows up, I'm like, well, what does this mean? And then I can like look it up and see and it always is so spot on. It's beautiful. <laughs> I, love that. I love that. I'm going to go and, I mean, thing is in an English garden, the the most exciting thing that might come across, I mean, I suppose lots of birds, owls, <laughs> foxes, um, muntjacs, which are like little deer. Um, but I, I'm lucky I live near the sea. So when the beach that I go to regularly um, always has seals and I love seals. So, um, cause that was my, my maiden name before I got married, I was Roseanne Seal. So mm. there's a sort of a name connection there as well with it. So maybe That's, I've yeah. the seals. You should look up, um, like the spiritual connection to a seal and yeah. see, you know, what messages, cause sometimes people aren't as open also to connecting to loved ones, or maybe they're afraid, or maybe it's harder for them to conceptualize a guide being there. And so I have found also that when I'm starting with my students in shamanic practices, we first go to the meadow and meet our animal totems. And it's so much easier for them to connect to animals because there's no attachment to who that person was or is or where they're at. It's just this open, clean slate. Zero judgment. and Uh Yeah. Yeah. And it's safe too. It's like, oh, okay. Like one lady had an alligator And she just wanted to lay on his back and like soak in the sun in her meditation. And it was so fun and she wasn't worried about it, but it was like so natural. And then she looked into it. She's like, oh, that's spot on. Like that message, it really resonates with where I'm at in life. So it's kind of cool that way too. 
That's so good. <laughs> wow, Jen. Listen, you've given us so, so much today. It's been really an absolute joy to meet you. So um, I feel like we could talk for a long while and I feel like I've got a million one more questions, <laughs> but we, I think we've we've spent enough time. So thank you. Well, thank you. It's such an honor and I'm so grateful for you and all that you do too, because your medicine, you know, your meditations are so healing and I love the one you just posted about grief and with some of the people that I work with I'm gonna send them like hey you got to listen to this meditation and work through that and on your own as well so I'm gonna use that as a tool for myself for them too because it's so powerful oh thank you thank you very much yeah oh that's lovely to hear well listen I hope we'll connect again very soon yes So there we are. What a conversation. Um, so interesting to meet Jen and to discuss all of this stuff with her. I would really love to go back and and ask her a whole load more. Maybe we'll do a part two. Anyway, um, if you want to connect with Jen, her details are in the show notes. If you want to find her podcast, it is called Modern Sages Podcast. And it is beautiful. Lots of lovely conversations. And I hope to be a guest on there soon one day as well. Um, and in the meantime, obviously, my contact details are there. So if you have any questions for either me or Jen, then the details to connect with us are right there. Um, we would really love to, to connect with you. So in the meantime, get yourself out into nature, sit under a tree, take your notes, your journals, and take yourself out to connect. All right, take care and lots of love. Bye-bye now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.